ready to take a ride. Grab your coffee and strap yourself in. If you listen, we can hear God's plan. Because the show is about to begin. You're listening, you're listening to the Omega Man Radio Network. This is Shannon. Um, I uh, was trying to confirm if you wanted to do a show today. I didn't hear back from you, but I didn't know if maybe my communication lines broke down. How are you looking? Oh, it's good. It's good. Are, are we on right now, or are we, you... Um... We are on air. Oh, we are on air. Okay. <laughs> you should do this to people, Shannon. Just call Absolutely. him and then just be like, hey, how you doing? And then, be, and then a few minutes later, like, so, we're on live. <laughs> Hey, I used to have to uh, get my Uncle well, Johnny on that way. I would call him. He didn't want to do a program. You're, I mean, you want to do a program. But my Uncle Johnny, uh, he was kind of shy. And so I would just yeah. put him on the air and then like 45 minutes later say, Hey, Uncle Johnny, we're live. Just want you to know that. <laughs> and that then, uh, so funny. And then eventually he uh, he got accustomed to it and then loved coming on every week uh, up until about 91. Um well, praise the Lord. Well, it's kind of like having a superpower, you know. Yes, Amen. It's great. It's great to be on always. I'm I'm so thankful and uh, just just he just caught me for a second. I just had you had me in the headlines this time because people are always like, "Well, Basham, this better not be recorded." Is this is this on record? <laughs> they, they used to call me the uh, the security leak back in China. Everybody, welcome aboard. Hey, we're excited to have Michael Basham back. Evangelist Michael Basham. Spirit Wars and uh, Strange O'Clock Broadcast and many more. You can find them at faithbucks.com. Michael, you want to open us in prayer? Sir, yes, sir. All right. Well, Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come before you and to fellowship around your word and just all the things that are happening today. I thank you for just the sense of humor that my brother has and that that Omega Man Radio is going strong and that the people are being inspired and that they're being given the vision. I ask for you to just inspire us with just the right thing at just the right time for this time as we speak and get into your word and just let let the spirit flow, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And please help my rooster to not be so loud. Hey, you need to be quiet out there, okay? Hey, we love that rooster. you up with the others. <laughs> rooster sitting outside. Praise is, the Lord. Hallelujah, brother. Hallelujah. What's the name of that rooster so, you got? Um, oh, I think we named, you actually named him. Is that Freddie? What did you name him? That's Freddie. Yes, <laughs> Freddie's still alive. It's a miracle. I'm just curious. If you get a rooster. Oh. 
He's literally king of the roost. Now, if you got angry at him and wanted to kill him one day and eat him, would, have you ever eaten rooster meat? Is that good or is that kind of really uh, not good? You know, I've heard it's not as good, but if you were really hungry, I'm pretty sure that you would eat rooster meat. <laughs> Tastes like rooster? <laughs> I mean, it's got to taste, yeah. Like, and most chicken that you eat at the store is probably artificially enhanced anyway. Oh, yeah. It's uh, rare to have, like, homemade chicken that's that's from the farm i'm sure anything would taste a little bit different if you made it speaking of which have you ever eaten like go ahead farm cooked chicken like yeah straight off the the chopping block oh um not that close to not that close to the farm um like you know pulling a fish right out of the ocean eating it on the board of a boat and i did that one time but um now we'd um we eat a thing called kampung which is uh, indonesian for farm Ayam is chicken, ayam kampung, which is uh, basically free-roaming chicken. And I'll tell you what, they're pretty okay. skinny. If you buy, the, buy them at the grocery store, you'll see those. I guess you consider that organic, right? But, uh, man, I'll tell you, the, the stuff that's not farm-raised, uh, yeah. they're these big, fat, plump ones. And I bet you someone's taking a syringe and pumping those things with water or maybe hormones. Or both. Have you seen that stuff they do? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, there's all that. It just makes it look better, but it's not really food. The same thing with, like, the pink slime. Yeah, right. It it looks like food, but it's not really food. So, yeah, we we planted a garden, and I noticed that if you actually eat food from your garden, even just a few bites of, like, you know, tomatoes or green beans or onions. It feels like eating medicine because it's like real food, no pesticides, nothing. Man. So I might have to try that on my goats and my chickens. Now, I know when it was warmer, you were doing some gardens over there. Did you get any yields this year out of anything you were growing? Get to eat it? We sure did. Well, um, what happened was we got really busy and I didn't get to properly fertilize. We had so much chicken poop at that time. And they tell me chicken poop is like the best fertilizer. And we had rabbits. Oh. So we ended up not getting to fertilize uh, to properly, you know, spread the poop, the precious poop that we had. And so the corn kind of grew to about three feet. And then it was like, I don't have enough roots. Just like the Lord's parable <laughs> and died. Wow. And uh, likewise with some of the other things, they just got overgrown. But hey, we had tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, okra. Uh, ghost peppers, green peppers. It was it was cool just to see things go from seed to seed to um, to fruit. Yeah, that's cool. But I'll definitely start earlier next year for sure because it's it's worth doing. It's just something really natural about planting food and then eating food that you planted. It's, I've got to get um, something that all like to be doing. You connected with a guy named Doctor Daniel Daves. He's got a uh, organic farm down in Panama on a big scale. Okay. And uh, he raises a lot of rabbits also. And he has a thing he calls rabbit wine down there, which is basically rabbit urine. And he says it's the best natural fertilizer you can get. So, you know, if you're in a situation your fertilizer gets cut off and you can't buy it from a, you know, a supplier, he said, man, rabbits can be like worth its weight in gold because is some of the best fertilizer you've ever you've ever heard of. Now I don't know anything about rabbits. That's just what he says. They call rabbit wine, but um, we know those things multiply fast. So I bet you don't have any uh, shortages 
a fertilizer if they're as good as he says. Well, yes, they are, and they they stink too. Their pee is really stinky. Oh, it's okay. like goats are not as stinky, so I get the feeling like they're not as good. But yeah, rabbits for sure, and chickens. <laughs> the stinkier the poop. Although in, I've never heard of dog fertilizer. Ooh, but yeah, what about ew. human fertilizer? Like Some humans, people do that. You know, ooh, if you put. We've been, I'm not to get gross here, I know we're going to get into the word, guys, but we have a lot of poop buckets around here because of all the outhouses, and instead of, like, paying for a septic tank for them, you can just put it in a bucket, and, like, in a year or two, it becomes, if you put peat moss in there, uh, you got some human fertilizer there, and it's apparently some of the best there is, so um, I guess it just takes, like, a year for it to digest properly sorry now, again that's very interesting so do you actually have you do use some outhouses like the old school type and not like a septic tank well what it is is basically just a, a lowe's bucket or a home depot bucket with a special kind of peat moss that you put in there really and uh you just put a, get a little seed on it and i i haven't done it before but some of my family has and apparently it's uh yeah. You get used to it, and so I mean, I didn't know. You ever if you... Make it over here. There's all these buckets everywhere. It's like, what are all these buckets? Like, do not open any. Oh, I didn't know if like you made like an old timey wooden um, outhouse with you know like the carved moon on the side, and you could go in there and close the door and use some corn cobs and Sears Roebuck paper like they used to. <laughs> the reason we couldn't, but this is. Uh, this is the modern the modern kind. Everything is a little bit more boring in the future, you know. It's like, where's the cool outhouse? Nope, it's just a Home Depot bucket. <laughs> wow. I mean, you know, it's like the anyway. old school Jiffy Johnny's made out of wood. But um, I had one of those in my prep, which was a five-gallon bucket with actually a toilet seat that would fit on the top like you're talking about. I never used it. Okay. But I figured, you know, if you're trapped in your house or in a bunker, you got to do number two. What are you going to do? So I was prepared with a bunch of plastic bags, you know. Do your job and then throw it out the window. That's a really good idea. <laughs> I mean, they, you know, because yeah. I can't do it Asian style, man. Listen, um, if I ever go to visit my, my wife's in-laws, they don't have a regular yeah. toilet. It's one of those ones flat on the ground. You know what I'm talking about, right? The squatting type? Oh, yeah. I yeah, you've squat. never done that? No, I would what? fall in the toilet. I had to go to a hotel. Oh, what? Yeah, you have to kind of get used to. You got to work out those uh, those leg muscles. I can't you know, squat. It's, it's, I don't know what's wrong, <laughs> folks. Apparently, it's a lot it's a much healthier way. But anyway, yeah, this conversation. We apologize. Before, let me clean it up with some water. Before, for, for final uh, question. Being in Asia for ten years, which you were. You lived in what? China, Taiwan. You've been to Japan, so you're a seasoned yeah. uh, expat. You had to have used toilets that had the water hose, right? Connected right next to the toilet. So, like, you know, you you do number two, and then you can wash your rear end with the water hose. You know what I'm talking about? I never. I have actually never seen that. That's you ne- are you kidding me? They don't have those in Taiwan and Japan. I thought everybody in Asia had them. Oh, I didn't know well, that. Well, maybe in like a rural, but usually they would just have a like a normal Japanese bidet system. Which you have you ever seen one of those Star Trek toilets? Oh, when well, sure you the got a point. You do have a point. They are cutting edge. They got like robotic toilets over there. 
Well, what about even Taiwan, Taiwan though? Were they were they uh, American style toilets or what? Or in the ground or what? They were mostly American style. Um, however, you would run into the occasional rich family that had a nice fancy Japanese oh. Star Trek toilet or yes, the hole in the floor kind of thing would just I mean, it's definitely cheaper to do that. I can but, see them deciding in their budget. They're like, okay, well, we can either spend an extra 5,000 NT and get a proper toilet, or we can just be traditional Asian people and have one of these old traditional toilets. And well, so, let me ask you this more question. Often than not, if you had to use a yeah. flat one, how do you wrench your rear end off? Or do you just use toilet paper and throw it down in that hole? Do you use like a, um, a hand scooper? Do, do you do the Arabic way where you use your left hand to wipe your hiney? What do you do? <laughs> How dare you make fun of our culture? Um, no, I didn't know what the Arabs do. Um, I that's made true. it through India and I didn't get sick though. So Don't apparently ever touch their left know, hand. That's, that's the hand they thing. wipe their hiney with. I'm not joking. No. Seriously. People don't yeah, know that's that. true. No, that is actually true. Never shake anybody's right hand. So is, is it the right hand India. or left hand? Uh-oh. No, I'm oh, confused. no. Yeah, you're like, oh, I did it. Oh, no, shoot. Which one was it, left or right? Oh, crap. Well, they'll tell you. They, they will be offended if you grab the wrong hand. No, so what they do over here, you've seen the water hoses that sit in your sink. That, you know, you pull up, you squeeze the handle, and you rinse your sink out. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh, yes, yes. And you know what? I think I have seen those, and I thought they were just for, like, cleaning the bathroom. So what they do is they just have a little T-valve down at the base of the toilet. They hook it in there, and it hooks on a hook. So when you've done your job, you, you push that in between your legs, and you rinse your butt. Now, when I was in Panama, they had a larger version. It looks like one of those shower heads with a wand that you'd have in, like, your bathroom. Some some bad people have them, you know. And I thought, well, this is interesting. Let me try it out. Now, once you start using it, you realize there's nothing more hygienic in the world and then all you do after you've rinsed off a couple times, you just pat dry with some toilet tissue. And if you, you know, if you need more rinse, you rinse and then pat again. But think about it, how barbaric it is, just using straight toilet paper on your rear end and you don't leave there clean. And, uh, you know, some people say, well, they use baby wipes. Well, baby wipes are dangerous. I used them for a long time. And then I got the wrong ones, and they really did a job on my buttocks. I will never oh, use a baby wipe wow. again. Oh, it was horrible. I won't even describe. But I just want to say, I've been liberated when I use that water hose. And if I ever come back to a place that does not have one, I'm bringing it back because we're barbarians back in America, man. We don't take our shoes off at the door. We don't wash our buttocks. And uh, we got carpet, which is very nasty, to walk on with our shoes. Do you agree you should take your shoes off at the door? I try. Um, I've been here for a few years, and I'll tell you, like, <laughs> at first it's very strange bringing your shoes into the house, walking yeah. into the house with your shoes, and then you realize, like, well, the reason we don't do that in, in Asia is because usually you're living in these cities where everybody's crammed up on top of each other, and there's all kinds of crap on the streets everywhere, and, you know, when you're living out in like a rural American kind of farmy kind of place or just a normal little neighborhood, you can see why people don't really do that as much, but still all the same, it definitely gets things dirtier in the house. So well, uh, then Kev- what do we do? We invent Roombas. What do you Ro- do if you in, in San Francisco? 
every couple feet there's a needle and, a, and some human poop on the ground. You better take your shoes off over there at the door. Exactly. Yeah. Right. San Francisco's a different story. I just I just had a family reunion with some guys from San Francisco and they were like they were liberal and they were admitting to me. They're like, Yeah, it's actually like Mad Max in this certain area of San Francisco. Not everywhere, but but also the rent is like two thousand dollars a month for a one bedroom little apartment. <laughs> oh. so a lot of the stories are true. That sounds cheap actually. Uh, prices went crazy on the East Coast too, and I'm thinking, what the hell's going on? Okay, well let me get let me get my brain sorted here. I just want to close my comment with saying, uh, when I came over here to a, really is what a third world nation. I realized how barbaric we are in America with certain things and how advanced they are over here. Yeah, I think we could all learn from each other. So just saying, dang, a few things about hygiene. But one thing for sure. Some people don't know, and they have to put signs still on the toilet here, that you don't stand up on a, an American toilet and, and squat on it. Ah, I've seen those. Yes, that's hilarious. <laughs> you might fall that in. That is really funny. Don't do it. Well, okay, folks. I was just trying to sort and see who are the hardcore Mega Man listeners who were just the, uh, what, are, what do you call those? those the, uh, 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 the, the uh, lightweight fair center. weather food. yeah the fair weather lightweight yeah yeah like they're like we're talking about poop for 10 minutes no we're not, I'm, I'm out <laughs> but no you, you gotta get out of the states guys this is the main problem and what I do want to address that's been pretty heavy on my heart this past few days is like people just don't travel so that's why they're able to get a, get away with so many insane things here in the states is that people are just they're asleep. They they have no idea which way is up or down, and they're like, "Oh, am I? I'm pro killing a bunch of babies in Israel, pro Hamas. Okay, yeah, pro pro Palestine. Okay, you know." And the real problem is people just haven't been outside the states. They haven't actually seen the way people live right. in, say, Gaza, which I've never been to Gaza, but I, I've heard that the Palestinian people are actually really sweet. I'd love to go meet them, but then. The idea that you got to go and kill the Jews. I mean, how does that ever happen? It's only because people have not traveled. And then they can just not appreciate the kind of life that we're given here. We're blessed to well, have you know, and spoiled with. Try so, live under Sharia law. Uh, try being a woman in a Muslim country uh, where they are hardcore and uh, they treat women really bad. In fact, even most Muslims will tell you women will never probably make it to heaven they're going going to go straight to hell and they have to hope that uh, Allah taps them and they get out of hell a Muslim told me that one time I said where are you going when you die he said I'm probably going to hell I said why and he said well you know I used to club and all that and cheat on my wife but I don't do that anymore I'm trying to be a good man but I'm probably going to be in hell and I just hope that Allah taps me on the shoulder uh, even Muhammad wasn't sure if he was going to go to heaven now I'm you know I'm, you know, I'm not you know I'm not a Muslim but I'm just saying, I'm just talking to you as a way a Muslim would, would talk to you about it. We know they need Jesus Christ. They're not going to heaven for sure. Well, I said all that to say this. Welcome aboard. That was my warm-up. And uh, that was to uh, sort out the snowflakes. That was an adjective I was looking for. Um, Michael, the mic is yours. Amen. Give us some updates. Go wherever the Holy Spirit takes you today. Oh, yeah, we're always, look, we do like three shows a day sometimes now, and we just invited uh, Jonathan Soto to join us on the Spirit Force, so we're getting more 
voices on board. Oh, yes. And um, I'm noticing just in my own spirit, like there's a greater and greater need for listening to the word of God being spoke. And I love when you read the word. I love when you have teachers of the word on. Shannon, it's just the pure milk of the word. Thank you. Um, you know, for the first Peter two, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And so I have, I, I can't say that I'm reading the word all the time. Like I'll like think of some terrible, weird social mishap that's going on and then be like jumping back and forth. But the word is really where you find the news. And we've got Anna Prayers, Quantum Christianity. She's been going on a marathon reading Romans. And you can listen to those episodes over and over and over again. She's also with us on Spirit Force podcast because she goes and she reads. And I know a lot of people don't like this because you want to memorize the King James, right? Like Omega Man always reads King James. But she'll look at these other translations and look at the different words and context and Hebrew and then add her reflections and she just has the sweetest voice and, and dearest love for the word. Like she's always reading it for the first time whenever she reads. So I'd really recommend listening to uh, Anna Prayers, who is also with us, and um, just get get built up because, look, they're, they're coming for our guns, but they're mainly coming for our guns so they can come up for our spiritual guns. So the word of God, sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder like, microscopic level, like surgical instruments level is the word of God. It needs to be in ourselves. And I have before me one of my many King James Bibles, and I have some scriptures that I like to read. But as Omega Men was talking about the uh, the situation with them, them are Arabs over there, and we love them. You know, sometimes we make fun a little bit. And and when uh, George Bush hit it, these, these countries are part of the axis of terror. We gotta go get those WMDs. And absolutely lied and sent so many people to their death and um, at least a million dead Iraqis from that war. You know, the real thing that needs to be on our hearts is if you're an American or just a Christian is to save souls. So what just happened in Gaza, I got sent a few little texts and people send me things all the time and I, I kind of wait till at least five or 10 people have sent it to me. And then there's been a few TikTok videos on this a bunch of people in Gaza who are attending a kind of a ministry type thing got visited by the Lord in a dream. And the number is something like 300 men encountered Jesus in this dream. And they didn't know who he was, but when they woke up, they were all like, we need to find out who this is. And they came back to the ministry and found out that it was Jesus Christ. And they gave their, their lives to the Lord. These are Gazans, guys. These are people from Palestine. These are supposedly the enemy that we need to get out. And why are you pro-Palestine and all this? And Daddy. Yeah, Daddy's on the radio. Daddy. Want to say hi? Hey there. What's your name? <laughs> well, she's, she's got deer in the headlight syndrome. Hallelujah. Come on, kids. Y'all let Daddy talk. Hey, We're trying to deal with saving the world show. here, guys. Daddy. Okay, that will be out in a little bit. Hallelujah. I might have to barricade myself in my dad's cabin. Hey, we. The the whole overall thing is the kids. It's the kids. Yes, the kids. Save the kids. Get out of here, kids. Get out. Oh, daddy's busy. Okay, so anyway, praise the Lord. I'm just kidding. Um, What were you saying, Shannon? Hey, we love kids. You know, growing up, um, of course, they had Sunday school, but then after Sunday school, 
Everybody came up to the main sanctuary, screaming kids and all. And uh, I can remember a few times where I basically dropped down on the ground off that pew and started uh, going down through the um, the pews. It wasn't long, though, till my other granddaddy was in the service, grabbed my leg and almost spaked my butt and warned me don't ever do that again. We used to climb under the pews, though. <laughs> that is so funny. I have those same memories growing up in all these different churches. And, you know, if you can't have a place, if if you can't have kids around, then really, what are you doing? You know, right? like, what's the point? If you're If you have a Bible study or a podcast, and if there's not, like, you can't hear kids playing in the background, like like Shannon. Is it even really a good Bible study? That's my question. But that's a that's a common quote I'll tell people on TikTok. Is there's so many there's so many like stay at home moms and just people that are like at work or whatever, and they're just sharing the scriptures. And I'm telling you guys, there is a huge awakening in armies every single day. If I have time, I'll check and I'll find more ex witches, more you know, ex-atheists, and God is just doing things in people's lives. And it's in the most humble way that this that people's lives can change. You're just like, well, I was at work, and I just decided to pray the prayer, and then I got rid of all my witchcraft stuff, and I didn't want to, you know, cut myself anymore and invite the demons. And, and they're telling these incredible testimonies, like, here's how to get rid of demons in your house. I'm an ex-witch. I love Jesus, but I used to let demons in my house. And and telling you about like how they used to have like a familial spirit, like a, you know, a, a demon that they would just, they would at any time. It, there was one girl yesterday. She was like, Oh, you know, I could just, it was like picking up the phone and, and texting. And it was like always texting back like, Hey, wh- where are you? And it would be like, Oh, I'm, I'm sitting right here in this chair. You know, I'm, I've just been, you know, watching you or, and like, that would be a normal thing for these people to, to engage. And then the, the added accompanying disease of, of lack of peace, of sickness, of chaos in your life. And just open about this. These are ex witches like left and right getting saved, telling these testimonies and then how much they never, they never believed that God loved them. But once they did, it was just the most beautiful thing. And the same goes with these Muslims. I think the ones that just got visited in that dream, hundreds of Muslims coming to the Lord at the same time, that needs to be our focus, you know, like spiritual warfare. Sure. Like, okay. Witches and hexes, you know, yes, it's a thing. Um, we interviewed on strange o'clock podcast, the guy that was dealing with Anton LaVey's daughter and the Holy spirit told him to cut the silver cord while he was astral traveling. And he had specific instruction from the Lord to call all their prayer teams and say, we need to specifically pray to cut the silver cord. Anton LaVey is, hunting down this girl that we're trying to protect and they did it. And that night Anton LaVey died while he was in meditation and astral projection. So there is such a thing as spiritual warfare where at some point God does allow, you know, that's it. Like the witches can't go any further when there's, especially when there's abusive children and that, that sort of thing. But for the most part, we should be praying for these people to know the Lord. They're usually really sad, confused people that are just, They've just gotten so in the darkness and we have to watch ourselves because the world is going to get darker and darker and darker. They're coming out with Apple vision pro in the next few months and already the new iPhones, they, they record 3d uh, video. So that's why they all have these like too many cameras on all the phones. It's actually part of it is they can easily make 3d video. So then you're sitting there with your goggles 
And you think, ooh, I got some 3D video, man. But then it's easy for them to do a sleight of hand trick and to make you believe that you're seeing something that you're not seeing. As much as I love technology, uh, we can see how people are so easily swayed from the truth just via looking at their phones and being fed the uh, feed of you think you're having a social life. You're actually living in a tiny little box on Facebook. Look how many times we've been shadow banned on there. Look how while they're stealing an election, every single time you went on Facebook back in 2020, it was like, Hi, I'm Mark Zuckerberg, and elections are safe and effective, and there's never, ever been such a thing as election fraud. You shouldn't talk about this. And, you know, the, the, fact, the vaccine thing, too, when that was being pushed, and the numbers on that now are 20 million deaths worldwide of people that have taken the shot. Not trying to instill fear in you if you took it or if your family member took it, but a lot of them were duds. A lot of them were, you know, saline solution, but we're looking at 20 million people worldwide. And that's probably just the admitted number who have died from the shots. Um, the, the, again, Mr. Facebook government. Vaccines are safe and effective. And there's never been vaccine fraud ever. It's just a lie. And then, like, I think they were celebrating. Well, we've managed to delete over a billion posts to social media through our censorship. And they're laughing about it. They're like, yeah, man, we, we, we like, we're like making Hitler blush, dude. Like, not only are we killing people without them even knowing it, but we're also deleting, like, book burning, dude. I mean, a billion posts deleted. Do you think they were all, like, white supremacist call for KKK, you know, burning crosses in front of, like, a black church? No, it was mostly, hey, Hillary looks goofy in this orange jumpsuit. She should be in jail, like, stuff like that. So... It's really us versus the system and not to paint the picture too dark right away, but you have to kind of jostle yourself awake, other people awake, and then come back to the word and then realize this is reality. So uh, Proverbs chapter two is, is the chapter to read for um, anybody that wants to really wake up and realize what's going on in the world and what's going to happen to a nation that forgets God. And that is from my uncle Tally, who I just met for the first time last night. After 20, 30 years, I guess I was like knee high last time I saw him. The Texan family all came and visited and they're all awake to what's going on and just ready to homestead, ready to help each other's barns get raised and houses get done. And, you know, Texans know how to do it. But um, it's, it's amazing to me to see the same signal. Like I can go to a family reunion and some people are kind of still in the dark, but some people are waking up and, and we're like finishing each other's sentences. You know, we could be on the phone with someone and just, it's like, man, I could talk to you all day. Like we're, we're saying the same thing. And that's why the concept of spirit force, like having a constant channel of communication, similar to Omega man, except we're a little bit more like just nonchalant, just kind of post whenever you want. And I should get to getting a schedule going. Fringe radio network is, is uh pretty polished as far as, the quality of shows that we let on there and the, um, I think the two, actually the three of us all go hand in hand pretty well because we can also boost each other's audiences and bring different stuff to the table. Fringe radio network deals a lot with the, uh, end times with the kind of just the whole scope of book of Enoch, Nephilim, you know, spiritual warfare, 
Bible prophecy. That would include like Derek Gilbert, those guys, uh, the whole Skywatch TV people, the Rust Dizdars. Uh, it's the only thing that I stray from that at times is so that I can actually see where heaven becomes bigger than hell. As we're marching into the end time, we're seeing these prophecies come true. If anybody has time to go listen to the old Omega Man shows that we've done the last few years where we got into the timeline of the end and all of that, I think we largely agree on that timeline. You know, the end times is just a blip on the radar, and then the millennial reign of Christ is here. And I think we should be thinking more about that time um, and the reward instead of the test. Like, you're focused on going to the gym and, oh, it's going to be so hard, it's going to be tough and get sweaty and sore dude i might get thirsty and i'm gonna get bored i don't know and, and then you're not you're not focused on how good you're gonna feel after you work out hey you might even be able to squat in one of those asian toilets no problem because you did you didn't skip leg day you know the tribulation <laughs> jesus says love you guys i'm gonna have to put you through tribulation and there, a, an innumerable number were singing the song of moses who had their clothes made white after they went through great tribulation. So sorry guys, we didn't get raptured out of that. Most of us, I think um, some people might, I think Omega men's probably going to be raptured, but you know, most people are going to have to go through the great tribulation. I'm sorry. Oh, and the audience, of course, the, the good ones. What do you think Omega men is everybody going to go through the, the tribulation or are some people going to get saved um, from having to go through it? Um, I'll tell you what I honestly believe. I believe that um, it says, He that's meant for captivity, into captivity he shall go. There's some people that God is going to send into the concentration camps. And I think it's Revelation 4, maybe, that says your persecution Uh will be 10 days. So uh, you will be in there 10 days and they will execute you. It says, He that... Uh, he lives by the sword, must die by the sword. I believe that there's some that are going to try to fight the new world order in the flesh. And if, if I'm interpreting that right, uh, that's not the way to go. Uh, you'll die if you do that. So while I do believe in um, fighting anybody that wants to come in and attack my family, I believe in Second Amendment rights, etc. When it comes time where they're coming for us for being a Christian, that's something you have to pray about. Uh, and I don't know how I would react until that time comes, if I may actually shoot to kill. But if you do that, that's probably going to uh, result in your own death. Uh, there's others that take the attitude, well, you know, if I'm meant for captivity, then I'm going to go, and if God wants to get me out, he can get me out like Corey Timboon. So I'm kind of straddling the fence on that one. That's a possibility. And then, of course, uh, I believe that many people are just dying right now. The Lord's taken home when he's done. There you go. I, I look at the number right. of Mega Man listeners we don't have anymore. The other night I was loading some audios. I said, well, Al Cuppet's gone. Dr. Pat's gone. You know, so-and-so's gone. I got to thinking about all those who went home be with Jesus. So you may go out through death. You know, some are going to be killed in pestilence and maybe nuclear war. You know, there's a number of ways you can die. But I also believe, to wrap up my message, that there are those that will be alive and remaining to see Jesus return at the last trump. I personally don't believe in a pre-wrath rapture. Although if my grandmother was here, she would argue, well, son, I think there's going to be some fruit gatherings. So who knows? Maybe I'm wrong, and there are some fruit gatherings, and, you know, 
But uh, I'm just taking the attitude, you know, i got to prepare for the long haul. I probably won't get out of here alive. I'll probably have to die with my boots on. Multitudes will be beheaded for the gospel. And uh, I saw an interesting uh, YouTube part of the other day. One guy, he believes the Antichrist is um, Emmanuel Macron. And oh. he said, have you ever considered that they called Jesus Emmanuel? Isn't it interesting? We've got this guy who wants to be dictator of the world. Very cocky guy, by the way. Emmanuel Macron. Yeah. Look at his name. Emmanuel. But also, Macron apparently has something to do with Mark. Now, this is just speculation. Okay. I know there's others that say it's King Charles. But I hadn't thought about Macron. And then I got to thinking, you know, the French love to cut heads off. That's where the guillotine was really created, right? Oh, Think yes. about that. I never thought of that. You know, maybe they bring back the guillotine. I said all that to say this. Um, I also wonder, I wonder if I'm going to have to bury, uh, bear the cross that I'm the last man alive and I have to see all my family die. And I may live to be a ripe old age and may be one of those that are alive remaining at the last Trump. Uh, really, I don't think anybody wants to go through all the tribulation and see all the death of others and then you know, be alone in it. So, you know, if I had to lose my family, I might as well we just die together. Uh, I don't know if I truly want to be the Omega Man, the last one alive in my family to see this Jesus the return. Last man. I could that could be my cross. So I might be the last man. Back to you. Wow, what a visual! <laughs> Everybody <laughs> else got their head chopped off or raptured, but. Shannon is left behind <laughs> the Omega Man. Well, let's hope not, but I think we, we're all kind of going to feel like that sometimes. And here's the thing with AI, the ability for them to cut off communications, which is why it's so important that we continue to stay in communication and to have shows like this and to not be like, oh, where's my audience? Oh, they're dying or they can't find me anymore. Well, there's new people that are going to find you there's always people that that need to hear the message that you haven't spoken to yet. So you never waste by witnessing. You always win by witnessing. And, you know, you can go and talk to people all day on the street. And I like to do that. Uh, and I like to pray for random people. But ever since this darn fangled internet thing came out, well, gee golly, I can talk to a lot of people on here at the same time. And it's a, it's a great opportunity. And, you guys need to look at the internet as a battlefield, like the matrix, like we're going in, you know, we're, you know, we're going to try to dodge the AI, um, the agent Smiths, and we're going to try to go and complete some missions in there, get Neo out and save Morpheus. And you, you know, you get all these cool weapons, the truth manifests online in a very interesting way. Whereas it might be like the dork in high school that she's just kind of mousy and sits in the back of the class and, but she studies her Bible all day, but then she goes home and turns on her phone camera, makes the TikTok live, and she's praying for hundreds of thousands of people because, you know, well, she's like a cute teeny bopper and whatever, but, but God uses anything. And when the Holy Spirit is on some of these people, I'm telling you, you will weep feeling the Spirit come through even the weakest vessels. It could be a grandma. It could be a an old truck driver. There's like Richie from Boston. There's like all these random characters that have become internet personalities, but 
really what I look for isn't the numbers. It's I can sense the Holy Spirit speaking through this little person. And sometimes they'll just be prophesying on the spot. Sometimes they'll be uh, equipping the saints, encouraging, exhortation. Um, and sometimes there's just people that are plain old crazy and they just go on there and they're hilarious, but it's always, it's an exercise in judgment when you have somebody and how many people have I met that are claiming to be the end time witness more than three times. So, (laughs) you know, one of these people has to be lying or confused, but there's people out there that they get, they get some revelations and they, next thing you know, they think they're the chosen one. And I got to hand it to you. It's one of my guilty pleasures, but I listen to some of those people and I'm like, you are very sincerely crazy. And I applaud your courage to be that insane <laughs> and go on that far off of a limb. And then I'll pray for them and hope, you know, God will uh, correct their course a little bit. And here's the thing too, when you set out, set out and set off to be a disciple for Jesus and you kind of go into the wilderness for a while it's normal to come away from that with some delusions of grandeur, some ideas of like, well, maybe I'm something more than I really am. That's kind of normal. And you just have to constantly come back and be humble before the Lord, before the church and be willing to be called wrong a little bit. Like, Hey, course correction time. Maybe I wasn't the, and I'm not saying Shannon was saying this, but maybe I'm not the end time Omega man, only last man surviving. <laughs> like I was telling everybody to donate to my new high rise that we're going to survive. And, or, um, don't, you know, you, you, you can always feel it when it's the spirit of, of heaviness. Whereas Jesus says, my yoke is light and my burden is light and take my yoke upon you. That's going to always humble you. And I found over the years, and I've been talking to cousins, and it turns out the Basham family goes back like longer than any lineage that uh, some of these lineage tracers have traced. And there's like royalty and, you know, family heirlooms and like all kinds of like, oh, you guys were at the first Thanksgiving and the Plymouth Rock and, you know, this and that battle. And it's like, what the heck happened? Like, why did we lose track? Well, Don Basham died and nobody really had time to go back and like, sort out the family. We just all got busy working and moved across the States. Like it was like the dispersal of Israel after the attack of Babylon or something in the ancient times. But I thought about like each one of the Basham kids and cousins is so phenomenally talented. And we also have this pride thing going on too. And I'm like, where does that come from? So um, I still struggle with pride, but you know, I'm at the point now where I can really literally work any job um, for any amount of money. And, and as long as I feel like I can, I can still serve God and that he will prepare and uh, take care of all my needs. It's like, none of it matters to me. You know, I mean, just dropping out of school uh, back when that wasn't a cool thing to do in the early two thousands, we were all supposed to be worshiping our careers and whatever. Like God took me through the school of, real like pulling you through the the Potiphar house you know the the prison of I'm doing another car wash fundraiser I could have been at school doing like looking cool you know <laughs> free tuition to go to University of Miami all of that kind of thing and uh hey, oh thank you hey you, you guys need to get some clothes on what's going on right here water I need water okay here you can take that water you guys how did you pick the lock 
Yeah. I've got little munchkins. Munchkins attack. Okay. All right. Thank you, guys. Have fun. Lord have mercy. You know, I see my kids do some things sometimes, and um, and then I think, man, uh, I was rotten when I grew up. We used to do crazy stuff. And then, mm-hmm. you know, we would tear a house up, take all the cushions off and build forts and throw a blanket over it. And, you know, I want to get on my kid, hey, don't make a mess. And I realized, man, uh, I did that and worse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All the things that you do, you do as a child, you see your kids do. And then I have to cut them some slack, you know. Because uh, we were crazy, man, growing up. Oh, my goodness. That's brilliant. And, well, uh, we were just talking about being in Don Basham's basement playing with the boxes. And just oh. like right now, it's like, hey, kids, get out of here. Go go play. Like, go, go, go. Our parents used to just lock us in the basement, and we would just play with boxes the whole yeah. time. <laughs> Car- make cardboard Our parents forms. wanted to talk. Right? You remember that? <laughs> and look, uh, I see my kids uh, wanting to get in the refrigerator, you know, and climbing up there. And uh, I have to slack off. I used to raid the refrigerator, grab eggs. Go in the bathroom and crack them and down the sink. If I saw an ice cream cone, it was gone, man. I would eat. I would. I would find things. I knew my grandmother hid treats. Yeah. Dude, I would raid the whole place till I found them and eat them. Wow, there was nothing. Yeah, safe. sugar is like drugs to kids. It's, it's I like knew narcotic. my granddad had candy in this office that he locked. We would pick the lock and get in there and get the candy. Uh, nice. Dude, wow. One more story. Growing up with your grandfathers or pastors okay they lived on a parsonage there on the church my playground dude was a church and there used to be these windows that were in the Sunday school that uh, were kind of semi broken and if you pull on them you could open it up and I knew exactly where to go I would go in there jump through the window and I would play in the church of course we didn't do anything wrong in the church but that was my playground the church man Praise the Lord. We that got good members. So Amen. Yeah. That means you had a good church because you guys actually hung out there. Like, I mean, oh, yeah. I know with a family that's in in ministry, you have the keys to the church and everything. But that feeling of staying, like, hanging out at church for like another five hours after the service is over, and there's other kids and families. That's a good. That's a sign of a good church, right there. Riding your bicycle in the church parking lot. Do you remember Afterglow growing up? Do you ever have that Afterglow? Which is like. Uh, Sunday night after church, you go out to eat uh-huh. for dinner sometimes. Go out to Shoney's or Howard Shoney's. Johnson's. The greasy yes, spoon, yes, indeed. Uh, Sambo's. Uh, you know, it basically, it was going to a restaurant on a Sunday night after church. Now we didn't do it every week, but a lot of times we did. That was good old fun, man. Go to church and go out to eat. Called Afterglow. Beautiful. I miss that. Yeah, I wonder if people still do that. I think they do. I just, you know, locally, the churches, I don't really trust churches around here that won't even get involved and try to save their children from, like, pedo hour and stuff. But I'm told there's a few. There's a few good churches that I shouldn't speak evil of all of them. Maybe some of them don't know. But for sure, that's, that still happens in the States. I've, I've been, I've done that in my, my adult life, too. And, uh... We need to bring that back. Nine sense of seconds. The children having community and being together and like their parents are doing something for God together, not just getting together and drinking and watching sports. You know, there's, there's definitely something that really affects you as a child when you grow up 
and the parents have decided to serve God together and the, to have those those deep conversations about godly things. And I'll tell you, something's happening to the Bashams right now where the, the cousins, the grandsons, are deciding to rise up and begin to kind of direct their families towards more meeting together and joining together and and building this family up instead of all of us being scattered across the states and nobody knows what the other one's doing. And so, I mean, that's after this after this show, I'm I'm literally going to go and go see where my cousin Toby went. He has a construction business in Texas, but he's also moving up to Missouri wow. and just bought 80 acres. And, you know, we're trying to triangulate our homestead visions. And, right. you know, I will trade you two goats for one sheep, brother, those kind of things. So there's a lot of birthing going on right now and, and healing and reconciliation. And, I mean, you guys, the Bashams know how to do it. You guys got to come hang out with us sometime. And, and the whole point of me having a show and going off and doing the mission work, too, was like, I wanted to see if this can extend beyond just the walls of our household. Like when I get to hang out with you guys on a live stream and there's this kinship and friendship with people I've never even met physically and, and economy wise too. I mean the donations and everything, it's like, okay, uh, thank you for your help. Now we're at your service. What can we do? And I, I see us in the future. We're just kind of building more and more of this network and homestead front and family front and spiritual front and, and just, you know, taking over the local towns front, you know, team Waynesville campaign that we just did. And just, it's like the spirit of God is on us and we can, again, finish each other's sentences. Should be reading the Bible too, brother, but that is, that is beautiful. The after church glow. Did you want to add anything to that or, um, yeah, you know, am I going to finally open, read the word? If we had like a big mega church, you wouldn't have been able to, to do that really well. I mean, you probably don't even know most people in the church. But when you're dealing with a church that might have 100 people or 200, you know, if it's really packed on Easter or something, you can get to know everybody, you know. Uh, you knew everybody. They're like family. You got to fellowship. And, right. you know, and there would be many families would get together and uh, go out there and hang out after church over a hamburger and a Coke, you know, and then uh, great fellowship. With that, I'm going to give it back to you, folks. If you're just joining us, we're live with Evangelist Michael Basham. Back to you, my friend. Okay, well, uh, just to finish up the uh, kind of painting of where we're going, you know, instead of being frustrated and down and confused and depressed and freaked out about everything that we're facing today as a society, as a nation, as a culture, Judeo-Western Christian culture, just like can't even afford to buy new shoes or new tires to your car, you know, you got to get new tires. You end up buying like just slightly less terrible tires. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I'm, I'm there, you know, it's like sometimes they'll be like, okay, do we spend $600 on all new tires? Or, you know, I think I still have a tire that's not too worn down out there in the barn. I can go get, and everybody's got to cut corners and pinch pennies. And, but actually do we really know? Because I'm meeting people that, they're able to go travel and they've already got their business going back home and that's all set up. And then they have the funds to actually go and leave for a week and go visit family in another part of the state. That's really extremely rare, but that's a visual of what God wants to do with us. You know, I've been traveling so much every year we pick up, pack up and leave and the amount of energy that takes and then to like make new friends. It's very hard to get established anywhere when you do that, but, I'm on my third year now here in, in uh, North Carolina and God has just been 
blessing our socks off left and right with, Hey, do you want this job? Do you want that job? And it's all hard work. I mean, it's get down on your knees and scrub that toilet kind of thing, but it's, it pays off. And we're, we're almost at the point now where we could actually start hiring people if we can get things a little bit more streamlined. And believe me, the enemy is fighting that you will fight your finances. You're being able to start any kind of a business. And believe me, the vision isn't to stay in vacation rental business forever and have a business. And it's all tent making to me. But the the point is to get above where you're just surviving paycheck to paycheck and you're able to bless others, help them get into some kind of a business related thing where, I mean, how many people do I know that are living in their cars right now? And, you know, I want to help them and I'll try here and there, but it's like, whoa, you know, you look at your own books, you know, we've got to, we've got to be praying here. So it all comes down to righteousness. And my uncle Tally, he was sharing with me about, um, Proverbs chapter two, as opposed to staring at the news all day and how everybody's poor and broke and they're about to go into overdrive and basically force us into matrix pods because that's coming. I mean, th- this is all interconnected. And I think Elon Musk is, is developing his own AI, his own system, his own kind of visual in uh, rebellion against what the enemy's doing. But I mean, can we trust him? Probably not. When you look at the word of God, you find the answers to exactly what we need to do and what's going on without even looking at Drudge Report today or stevequail.com. It says, if you seek for knowledge and you lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hid treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord giveth wisdom out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous. He is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment and preserveth the way of his saints. So, I mean, you want to know like five steps to a better life and a greater financial you or whatever goofy thing that Omega Church pastor would, Omega Church pastor would, would write, you know, what's his name? That'd be another good show. Omega Church pastor show. Omega church, man. Um, this is, this is it. When you follow knowledge and you ask for wisdom and you start to live your life according to the word, not just reading it and forgetting about it, but obeying it, then shalt thou understand righteousness and judgment and equity. Yay. Every good path, you know, then you can be the, the man of the house and keep things peaceful and don't let evil into your midst and, uh, you know, should we move to this state or that country? Or, I mean, gosh, I got off the phone with a guy from Albania and I'm going to have him on the show pretty soon. He's a a legit Albanian pastor told me about what it's like over there and how friendly they are towards Americans. And yeah, there's the kind of a mafia problem, but even they're really friendly towards Americans and it's super cheap to live there and the different ministries he had. And he's raising funds for like a mission trip to um, inspire the churches in certain areas. He's a church planter been a Christian for 20 years and he um he's like well yeah we have this it, it gets really cold in the winter and people the poor really suffer because there's no like industry for them usually work just mostly tourism I guess there it's a beautiful country just above Greece across from Italy and under uh like Kosovo so it's quite quite an interesting country right there on the Mediterranean but he invited us out there and he was like look um we're gonna start this campaign we do it every winter and to, to feed a poor family is $25 a month 
for a family. And I'm like, wait, he's like, yeah, we put together these, you know, for them to make bread and, you know, some different, um, maybe some canned goods and things and healthy things too. But I don't know. It was $25 to feed a family for a month in, in, uh, in dang Albania. Like, what are we doing here, man? That's like McDonald's kids meal right now. So it's all artificially by design made and stay tuned. We're going to interview that guy. And I really want to open up the mission field to the audience. I want people to sense that, Hey, you're invited to come visit Albania too. Like come on down to Vanuatu and help uh, my friend, Justin escape the, um, the cannibals. (laughs) Not joking. People are going to Vanuatu trying to get citizenship there. (laughs) So how do you know what, where to go, what to do? You, follow the word of God and you understand righteousness and he preserves the way of his saints. God isn't going to just force you to live in your car and do DoorDash to survive for another week. When wisdom enters into your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul, discretion shall preserve thee. Understanding shall keep thee to deliver thee from the way of the evil man, from them that man that speaks froward things who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice to do evil and delight in the frowardness of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and and they froward in their paths. You know, I mean, what is that? That's uh, Zizlinski, give me the money or your children will die. Like my children, I send them to die. Give us more billions of dollars. Me, gay frogman who then fires 33 of his top generals because they're all corrupt because they're all stealing the money. Of course they are. It's one of the most corrupt countries ever. Oh, don't forget, forget Ukraine, Ukraine. Okay. We forgot about you. Ooh, Palestine. No, we need to give money for Palestine. I mean, these are evil men. And whenever you turn on the news, it's like a horror movie to see this close up of Biden being like, like, ew, like old creepy pedophile guy. And, and the media worships the system to get rid of Trump and get rid of the patriots of Trump and put Owen Schroyer behind bars. Pray for Owen, guys. I mean, there's a lot of people that are suffering for being leaders, and they're trying to intimidate the rest of us who are voices and also, you know, make us shaky in our foundations of whatever, our finances, our businesses, whatever, and our numbers, our listenership. They're trying to intimidate all of us to give up so they can just take over. And, you know, these TikTokers and people that I'm seeing, they're, they're so precious. We need to pray for them, too. Go reach out to people. Comment. Give them a sense that they're reaching people and, and maybe inspire them to start a podcast of their own. That's what I've been trying to do. To deliver thee from the strange woman, even from the stranger which flattereth with her words. This is like the whore Babylon system too. It's like, yeah, don't date the wrong girl, but also the strange woman, which forsaketh the guide of her youth and forgetteth the covenant of her God for her house inclineth unto death and her paths unto the dead. None that go unto her return again, neither take they hold of the paths of life. So when you follow Babylon, the horror, the America whore Babylon system that forsook the way of the pilgrims and the kind of breaking away from big government and evil, corrupt government and censorship of their speech in England. And they came over here. 
Well, then a lot of them turned to the dark side, the Masons and different Illuminati groups, and then Georgetown and the, I mean the Jesuits and all these like big institutions that we used to worship, like Harvard and Cambridge and all the, uh, well, Cambridge isn't here, but anyway, all the big universities are basically giant hives of devils that are spouting out this, this, uh, this desecration of our children, total upside down logic, totally against science. I mean, imagine being a doctor these days, you know, if you have somebody that's got needs treatment and you're like, well, who do you trust? How do you know if a doctor isn't like another vampire that used to, inject everybody with this poison death shot thing that's got weird nanobots in some of the back. I mean, there's just so many weird things. How do you know who you can trust? In America, it's very difficult. The battle on the horse system, you know, God will enable us to walk the path to, even if you are doing business, to not fall into that greed where now you're injecting your whole workforce because, well, I got to get my tax break. Or the 501c3 system. A lot of people are like, well, can I do a 501c3? Well, you better not be talking about politics because that whole system is so the government can control what you can and cannot say. So very tricky, very tricky tightrope. And the word of God and the spirit of God and the seeking after wisdom spirit, not just getting through the day and I want to listen to a podcast, but seek for wisdom, seek for the treasures of knowledge. Seek for what does this word really mean and what, what is God really up to and what are the keys to defeating and getting through this, this uh, satanic destru- destructive force that's being unveiled everywhere at the same time. You know, God has new weapons for his end time church to not just survive in bunkers, but to thrive and to kick butt and to use. I mean, it's almost like the Green Lantern Marvel movie or any name your Marvel movie. God is going to do amazing miracles. And that end time witness ministry, as much as I laugh and joke when I have another end time witness, like I'm one of the two end time witnesses. And, you know, I think they're kind of looking if maybe I want to join them and be the other end time witness and then (laughs) join the crazy party. I started to think, well, maybe there is an end time witness ministry where there are numerous people that walk in power that are in tandem with the two actual end time witnesses, whoever they are, and who do speak in the words of Moses and Elijah and, or Enoch, or, I mean, name your potential candidate. And that when you prophesy, it doesn't rain on a certain country for a while, or there's an earthquake or there's destruction. I've seen things topple because, you know, you are just humbly seeking God and just trying to keep the faith. I mean, the main battle is keep the faith. The main way that you serve God is keep the faith. And then God will help you to do the right thing when you need to do it. But what's really coming is they're trying to take away your foundation, your faith foundation. So then you won't be able to do greater works. You won't be able to pray and speak things into existence. I mean, forget the secret. That's goofy. The, the, The truth is humans, we are the children of God and we have the ability to create with our words. You know, those that use the power of the tongue, we, we will reap the fruit of it, life or death. That's because we have God's signature on our DNA. And so they're trying to take that away so that they can replace us with AI and clones and, and evil things that are, that's another story, but just check out the super soldier program stuff that we deal with. Sometimes Russ Dizdar spoke a lot about that, but see, I've watched that stuff over the years and I've, I've been challenging God back. I'm like, Lord, you know, if they get to have all this cool stuff and time travel and, 
bilocational quantum leaping and all this weird, crazy, cool things. Like, what are we doing? You know, in our prayer chambers, what are we doing? <clears throat> so, yes, over the years, I've been given a few little glimpses into what we are doing, and it's way cooler than anything the enemy ever could dream up. Problem is, whenever I talk about it, I get called a new ager crazy person, and so I don't usually have the grace to go into like the really wild and out there out outer space kind of thing. But let's just put it this way. You can sense the presence of, uh, of evil angels surrounding the planet and bringing in false doctrines, false spirits, false Christs. You can sense the dirtiness. What is an impure spirit? What is a, what is a dirty spirit? It's usually something that has mixture in it. So you can sense like, oh, this person says they're a Christian, but then they're bringing all this mixture in. And I'm not saying new Christians can't, you know, wobble here and there and kind of maybe still have a little bit of their, their residue from being new age. I'm talking about when people do it on purpose and they are, are deliberately twisting the, the gospel, perverting it, saying, well, you know, Mary, she was also conceived without a, you know, a father and, you know, these, these Gnostic texts, these are ancient texts, so they must be true. Like, you got to love that argument. Oh, well, there's this text that's really old, so it's got to be true. <laughs> you know, you, you need to really solidify your faith in the Word of God and the Bible and truth and reality that comes through that. And realize that the Bible also leads you to the infinite kind of thinking where you're able to Basically, be in a place, have the anointing of Joseph, even if you're at Potiphar's house. You know, he was, in, he was a slave in Potiphar's house. And then he got thrown in jail because Potiphar's wife wanted to sleep with him and he didn't do it. And she accused him of rape. And I mean, it's the same story all over the place. You got to be just like, look at your life as you're already dead. You know, they, they say that the, the, the woman that lives for pleasure, she's dead when she's alive already. She's already dead got to look at your life as if I'm a servant of God. I'm a soldier in the military. No man that warreth entangleth himself in the things of this world so that he may please him that called him to be a soldier. It is an honor to serve God every day. And what we have to do is to polish our weapons, our shields, look at those different weapons you got in your arsenal and thank God for them. And then go into your day and whether you're working, whether you're watching the kids, Whatever you're doing, you can be one of these who are righteous. It says, for the upright, that, that you may walk in the way of good men and keep the paths of the righteous. For the upright shall dwell in the land, and the perfect shall remain in it. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. So we read a whole chapter of Proverbs. Now we can pat ourselves on the back. Hey, those wicked people, they're going to be rooted out of the world. The wheat and the tares, you know, there's the, the concept that a lot of people that are walking among us aren't actually people. And I try not to focus too much on that kind of stuff because you can get kind of tripped off. Got to stay on the word, guys, you know, laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings. You know, we don't want to be the guys that are providing mixture into the truth, the word. It's just that the Bible has multiple layers of revelation and you can read a scripture again and again and again. And then the Holy spirit can show you on the 15th time you read that scripture, something you never saw before. So 
that's why we need to, I mean, listen to Strange O'Clock podcast, look at all the weird cryptid stuff that's been going on. That's a really, really just polished show, really well edited. Subscribe to the YouTube Rumble, Strange O'Clock podcast. But then I would go to Quantum Christianity podcast and get some just influx of the word and listen. You can listen to those episodes over and over and over again because it's the word of God being spoken and very healing, very calming, and a prayers. And, and it's like the newborn babe desiring the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby. If so be ye have tasted that the Lord is gracious to whom coming as unto a living stone, you know, we're, we're being built into the new Jerusalem today. And this is, I skipped over to first Peter chapter two. When you humble yourself at first, it's just like Peter does the things like first you're okay. It's like a newborn baby, just drinking the milk, you know, and there's nothing glorious about imagining yourself like a newborn babe drinking the milk. And that's not very glorious. It seems until you read the next sentence. And then it's like, you are coming to the Lord who is the living stone disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious. You also as lively stones are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. And it goes on, but you know, we're going to be given the titles of holy priesthood joined together as a living city, a collection of these, just like Jesus is the cornerstone and somehow Jesus is a stone. How do you, how does that work? Well, then he met Peter and he said, you're going to be the rock on which I'm going to build my church. And he gave him a new name and then he rebuked him right after that. But let's focus on the happy part. And so we likewise are also built up as living stones. And here's how to look at it. Every believer has their own anointing, their own unique reflection of God's word, of the way that they present God's word that is different from anyone else. So every one of us, all of our witnesses are important. And we all need to build each other up and, and watch for each other because, I mean, I could swear, it's almost like the Andromeda galaxy just sent an entourage of demonic aliens and the earth is just getting covered with this stuff. And people are having dreams, visions of zombie outbreaks and there's talk of Klaus Schwab about to start his new climate lockdowns, climate crisis. And, uh, you know, the next weird vaccine rollout with Bill Gates. And you've got Gavin Newsom, like some crazy American psychopath getting ready to ban everybody's chainsaw so he can come and murder people in your house with his gas powered chainsaw when they turn off all the electric. It's just like Nightmareville, just the things that are proven the things underground that we can't really prove quite yet, the demonic forces and entities and the hybrids and people that aren't people and just the, the hanky panky, they're playing, you know, chicken with Russia, with nukes, trying to start wars everywhere. They're, they're like actually really trying to recruit people to the military now, like never before, because they know, okay, we're going to need every hand on deck. But, uh-oh, all the boys are soy boys, and they don't have any muscles, and they're not going to be able to, like, even handle a boot camp, let alone actual war. So it's really it's really crazy until you see the bigger picture and where we're headed and that this end time is just a period of time for seven years 
the the tribulation is to purge people to make them white. And I think Omega Man was right. A lot of people can get their head chopped off after 10 days. And then the innumerable multitude appearing and singing the song of Moses. And I asked the angel, who are they in, in Revelation? And he said, these are they which have come out of great tribulation and they have made their clothes white and they are standing before the throne. And then there's going to be the sound of the voice, the martyrs that are like, God, avenge us. And their voices come under the altar. There's all these amazing things that are happening in heaven, guys. And we've got to be more heaven focused. And here's what, here's the concept of spirit wars. Like at least in my own private life, it's, and I try to trickle it into the shows. The shows sometimes um, are a little bit beating around the bush of all this and dancing around until we kind of run out of time. There's always so much to share too. And just to, I'm a doorkeeper of the kingdom of God. I'm not like the main show here guys, but I really believe that we're entitled to come to our father's house anytime that we want. And the enemy fights that and he fights us learning how to open the portal, go to heaven, spend time in the presence of God, the river of life, ask God to show you details about what your heavenly mansion looks like, your, your state up in heaven, ask him, um, if there's any details about angels that, you know, might inspire you that, I mean, he loves to give good gifts to his children. And if you ask him for a stone, for a stone, if you ask him for a fish, he won't give you a stone. If you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a scorpion. And that's the way Christians treat God. They're like, well, you know, I don't trust my channel, so I might get, you know, stuck in some kind of horrible heresy. Well, then fine. Just pay attention to your dreams. See what he's showing you through dreams. He's able to speak to you through dreams. Look at those 300 Palestinians. They just met Jesus through their dreams. Well, a lot of, I, the older I get, the more I believe that a lot of our job as believers is simply to observe. And he'll put you in a place where you're like the angels in Sodom and Gomorrah. You're just, you're not there to slaughter everybody. You know, the big, whatever God used to send all those, those uh, brimstone and sulfur down. Um, and, that was, who knows if that was a giant starship or a bunch of asteroids or whatever that was. I mean, we've got that behind us. We're just the observers. We're going in behind enemy lines and we're seeing, okay, does this town want pedophiles or does this town want to repent and return to God? Well, it looks like there's quite a few people here that want to repent and turn to God. And then we'll expose the evil. Other towns, maybe not so much. Maybe there's coastal cities that are marked with nuke targets on them. And there's really, God's already gotten all the people out and it's just it's time to clean house, you know, but we might be sent. I was going through LA a year and a half ago, driving around and just got to see Hollywood. And, and what I saw was there's, there's hope for LA. I think there's like, as Hollywood is destroyed and all this idea of like, I'm in LA, I'm so like cool and famous. Like I know an actor and I know a guy who knows a guy who's an actor. That's like everybody you meet in LA. Look, I'm working on my movie script. You know, I'm talking to some homeless guy and he's like, got a movie script. Everybody's got a movie script. Everybody knows an actor. Anyway, I saw a great humbling there and I thought, you know, there might come to be something that comes out of this. And lo and behold, the last few months, there have been all these, public repentance calls to prayer singing and worship in Hollywood and baptisms in Huntington beach, California again. And it's like, wow. Okay. There is some hope. I mean, I don't know if that's going to last if people are going to have to get out of there and then whatever, but 
just, you can never be sure, but sometimes God will put you somewhere. You'll be the observationalist and then see, okay, we're ready. You know, let's send in some reinforcements here or the judgment. I mean, that's the other thing, like be careful. Cause if you have plans to like move and then stay somewhere, start a business and God's like, no, I want you in there. And then I want you out of there so I can judge that place. And boom, it's like Fukushima happens or the Nepal earthquake of 2015. I mean, I've seen this stuff. Not to boast about my life. I mean, I'm nobody. I just get sent around and then all this weird stuff just happens magically around us. And being able to talk on the radio and talk to you guys provides a sort of a sense of like home base and reporting for duty. What's going on? Like, okay, well, here's what happened on our side. And meanwhile, to just mention again, the spirit wars is literally learning how to go to heaven, spend time in heaven. You know, it says count the towers of Jerusalem, like spend some time there, just open up your, you know, the imagination gate, if you will. Then when you come back into earth, into this physical world, and you see the topography of like the layers of darkness over the nations, and then you're coming back into your town. And I mean, you are now equipped with the vision. You are able to see beyond just, Oh, got to pay the bills, got to pay the mortgage, got to pay the kids, the kids college. You are now realizing, no, I am one of God's children sent here and I might not be perfect, but I'm going to just do whatever God tells me to do and expect miracles to take place in your actual life, in your town, among your family. If you have a, a broadcast ministry online, expect God to do crazy and wild things. Again, I mean, how many end time witness prophets are there out there? I don't know. I keep meeting them all over the place. It's hilarious. But the sincere disciples of God, I feel like we're always kind of being shown crazy stuff. So that's why I just come back to the Bible, back to the Bible, back to the Bible, get, get regrounded, get refocused. Uh, just one more scripture here. Just drop off this. Uh, we've been spending a lot of time in uh, Romans recently, not to kind of do psychological studies of sin consciousness versus grace consciousness, which is always a good one. But some of the more hidden verses in there, like the famous one, there is now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. And people usually stop there. It's like, I'm not condemned. Hallelujah. And that's always good. You know, always read that. But don't forget to read the next part. There's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. So if you're walking after the spirit, don't be surprised if things are a little bit spiritual. A little bit crazy sometimes. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus have made me free from the law of sin and death. And it goes on about the law and how the righteousness of the law could, uh, might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. You know, even if things are getting pretty crazy, which they are, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit, if so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none his. And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. That doesn't mean your body's bad. You know, I mean, this is literally 
what people start to think, well, I might as well just eat hamburgers all day because my dang body's so evil and filthy. Uh, no, you need to take care of your body. Um, you know, you don't need to be an exercise nut. I just went out and got a um, treadmill because, you know, it's getting cold up here in the mountains. It's not easy to, like, walk up and down a mountain in the freezing cold. And so I figured, you know, let's look at a treadmill. So I'm like, okay, $900. You can get into debt right now. Get Bring this home for a dinky looking one. And then I thought, wait a second, let me check Craigslist. And it's like people just trying to get rid of their treadmill. It's like this treadmill works great. Maybe used it one time. I will pay you to come get this thing out of my garage. I mean, pretty much the, the overall ad that you find when you look up treadmills on Facebook marketplace or, and uh, so we got a treadmill and it works just fine. Um, I gave the guy a 30 bucks for it. He was really happy to get rid of it. And, you know, I mean, you, you can sit there and veg out and watch Netflix or you can tread on that treadmill and burn. It feels like you burn like five and a half calories after like labor. <laughs> like it's turn that calorie thing off. It's not about calories. It's about getting off your butt and moving around, getting warm, take care of your temple. And then it's, it becomes God will show you like he did my grandfather's mentor, the balance where you know, you're okay. Now it's time to, to do this. Okay. Now it's time to do that. Now it's time to eat this. Now it's time to do, I've learned a lot from my goats when they graze, they, they just intuitively know where to go, what to eat. It's very interesting. Um, chickens, not so much chickens will eat anything, but like when, when you look at the way God created us, we're meant to not be like exercise buffs or monk mystical monks that live in a cave. Or, uh, I mean, Jesus would go to weddings, you know, they called him the wine bibbler and a glutton, but, but then there's a time to fast and there's a time to wake up before dawn and pray. I'm wondering if Jesus did that his entire life or that if that was the Holy Spirit coming upon him, that the power of the Holy Spirit was just like, I must go up to the mountain and talk to my father and pray. You start to find the the grace in your daily life to just kind of hole away for a few hours and disappear and just spend time with God. And then I'm, I'm telling you, if you can develop that into a habit, I hate to use the word cultivate because that sounds Buddhist, but all the Buddhists are like, you must cultivate your meditative time. Well, you, you discipline yourself. It says the precious possession of a man is his discipline. Very little known Bible verse. It's a precious possession to be able to discipline yourself to eat something healthy instead of McDonald's hamburgers or to get on a treadmill, actually use it, not just buy one. I mean, <laughs> I, Hey, I, I've probably done about a thousand calories on there so far or whatever, you know, watching, uh, I was watching Andromeda strain the other day with my dad and just get on that treadmill, just, you know, do some work on there. You feel silly, but you feel a lot better after you're done. Uh, go get a gym membership, eat healthy, eat, farm grown like don't go to the major big grocery stores find a local farmer it's the spirit will give you the grace to because once your flesh is dead you're not going to be like what do i want to eat right now oh i know potato chips what do i want to watch now oh garbage no you can discipline yourself to be like i want to spend time alone with jesus and open my bible and step through the portal and get downloads about world history and where we're all going and you know what? Half the time, he might just be telling you love words of, you know, I approve of you. I want you to, you know, feel my peace today. 
and go and inspire your brothers, you know, go and feed my sheep. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. But you first, you got to learn how to receive the love of God and don't be afraid to get prophecy. Jesus, the father and the Holy spirit will speak through your channel and inspire you with words of encouragement, words of just intimate words, just between you and him. I mean, you've got to develop that. You've got to spend time there with him. And it, it's so, it should be something that is so natural to us. And if you can't do it, come back to Romans chapter eight, because it's just the spirit of God. You walk after the spirit. You have no condemnation, but Jesus, I'm such a sinner. God He's like, well, I, I love you. I forgive you. You know, look what I did for you. Read the gospels. Not as like a, I want to feel better practice, but read them to remind yourself what Jesus did for you. Read the whole crucifixion scene to know what he did for you, the cost of your salvation. And again, if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. We don't have to wait till we're dead to get resurrected. You can live in the quickening of your body today and the spirit will, will guide you. You'll, you'll want to sit up a little straighter. You'll want to, uh, be more happy and smile and love people. And I mean, I had a dream where one of my favorite intercessors, I was on the phone with them and then people around me were like, why are you so happy? And I was just chuckling on the phone. Like uh, people can't understand the joy that we live in. It's the joy of the Lord. It's just this like weird, crazy, giddy, happy joy thing that you can live in and the bliss of his presence. And then you, you see people around that are mopey and panicky and living in fear and sadness. And I get that. I can see why the fringe Christian communities and the Skywatch TV and the Tom Horns, and the Russ Dizdars can go, get a little OD on the, on the end time stuff and kind of get a little crazy and wacky and, you know, common sense show Dave Hodges and Sarah Westall. I love all of you. I love them. I've met them. Um, I want to go to heaven. You know, I want to read the book of Isaiah more than the book of Jeremiah. And it's up to you to do that. If you want to read the Bible as a living portal, you'll see the end time things, but then the perspective will be you're standing in the throne room with God and you have the right to stand there because it's not your sin. That's your identity. It's not like, well, I killed a man once and uh, I still hate that guy. You just by faith, forgive that guy. Get rid of all the bitterness, all the depression. Start getting deliverance. Start. I've got people recently, they're asking me, like, well, Michael, you, you mentioned something about spirit travel. Like, how do I start engaging with the spirit force and, like, the militaries of heaven and stuff? I'm like, look, I'm just a recruiting guy. I don't know. Just ask. I mean, you just basically, like, you want to you want in? You want to start doing this? Well, boom, you're in. Okay. Angels will start showing up. And then the next day, I'll get an email like, oh, my gosh, Basham, I had this dream. And these military people showed up and they were tying people up in this house and dragging them out. And, and I was just watching. I was there. And what do you think that means? Well, it's like, well, uh, remember yesterday when you're like, I want to start engaging with the spirit. I want to start going places and doing things. Well, one of the first things that usually starts happening is deliverance, is house cleaning. So you can expect dreams that are like deliverance dreams. Dreams where all the this filthy stuff that you maybe you didn't even know about it starts leaving your leaving your realm, leaving your house. So all I have to say is it's real, guys. I mean, the spirit is real. God is real. 
The Word of God is living and active. I love getting to go live and talk about this with, with y'all. And it's such an honor to be on Omega Man and, and just remind myself as well as everybody else, you know, that he's going to quicken your mortal body. But also, if you, through the Spirit, mortify the deeds of the body, you will live. And as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So you want to get freedom from fear? It says, for you have not received the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And it goes, it goes on about, you know, suffering with him, co-heirs co with God. We're going to be glorified together with him. And then this one, for if you're going through like fleshly setbacks and things, I know it's really hard to get out of that pain and suffering and to, to focus on the things of the spirit that's designed that way so that you never pray, you never come into the Lord's presence, never get anything done. He says, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. So, and then here's one that people skip, which is kind of how to see in the spirit. For the earnest expectation of the creature waiteth for the manifestation of the sons of God. So what is the creature? I mean, it's there's this, like, we're becoming a new creature in him. He will give you glimpses into what you are going to become in the spirit if you will take time. Meditate on the word. See what it'll do with that. And I'm telling you, I feel crazy until I talk to other people and then they do it and then they get their own version of it. And getting deliverance dreams is normal. Having kind of like open visions is normal. Uh, one of our friends that's been calling me for the last few, well, almost a year now, um, is like, hey, um, you know, Michael, I, I asked God to put me to work. And, you know, because I've just been, I've been at home kind of on disability, military disability. <clears throat> but now I got a job as a teacher and um, I, I pray over the desks whenever I substitute teach in this high school. And one at one time I laid my hands on a desk and this entity showed up, this black robed hooded being was trying to um, intimidate me. And so I started speaking in tongues and I mean, I'm like, what? I don't, what? I don't get to see that. I mean, I don't want to see that, but some people are more sensitive in the spirit. They can see stuff like that. But I'm telling you like noticing that when people have the will to begin to be spirit warriors, you start to have engagements. Um, and then seeing, seeing yourself in the spirit too, you know, Oh, you, although you have all these scars from battle and all that, but you can just see the, your spirit man being equipped and ready to face the battle. And you're not like a cripple when you see yourself in the spirit. You shouldn't be anyway. If you are, go spend time in the so-called med beds of heaven, you know, the river of life and let, let the angels minister to you. They did to Jesus before he went to the cross. They were ministering to him. So we've got to think in terms, and after he fasted for 40 days, he was being ministered to by the angels. So we've got to have that vision. Like if we are his, we're going to have to suffer a little bit, crucified with Christ, but then we're also going to be glorified together with him. Because the creature itself shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now, and not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit, even ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, the redemption of our body. 
And remember in Hebrews, he says at the end of Hebrews 11 and 12, that these without us should not be made perfect. We are the last generation, guys. You should not be walking around with your head hunched over in your phone trying to entertain yourself with Instagram all day. I know that's how it's designed to lock you into this depressed state where this AI thing is sucking your consciousness in, into this black hole of void of nothing and getting on arguments on Twitter and that kind of stuff. We have to be aware how dangerous this, this technology is, but we should be expecting to receive the revelation of Jesus Christ into our bodies pretty soon. And we're, we have an opportunity to practice when they do the next lockdowns. You have the opportunity to go against a lot of these mandates that are going to come out pretty soon. You have the opportunity when you see that there's no way you can even pay your bills anymore to now we're going to probably start living by faith and learning how to receive help from one another and build our own faith economy. You know, screw those minimum wage jobs and all that stuff that makes lies to you, makes you think that there's no way you're going to survive without government Klaus Schwab bug protein. Money, it comes from energy, the energy that you spend doing something, you can just directly plug that in to your neighbor and work a day for your neighbor or help with the kids, babysitting. We can set up our own schools. We can set up our own programs, all these things. And then the energy will be translated into God will take care of you through his supply, through whether it's through Pharaoh next door or brother, brother Jedediah down the street. So the energy thing, I think we're about to discover how rich we are and the, the possibility of thriving through this end time, not living in a bunker with canned food. And, you know, those survivors are all like picking each other off one by one. So that's my rant. I don't know if you guys are still around, but hey, reading the word, you know, there's a quickening that takes place and we're saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope for what a man sees. Why does he hope for it? But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. So so last of all, guys, intercession needs to be a regular thing. We don't even know what to pray for, but the Spirit helps our infirmities. For Even we don't know what to pray for, but the Spirit makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And he that searches the hearts knows what is the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. We are the called, guys. If you want to be chosen today, you can be chosen. You choose to be chosen. You might not even know who you are yet. Like, I think a lot of us, we're just kind of like going by faith and then slowly God starts to unveil that you are Omega Men. <laughs> you know? Well, much more than Omega Men. You are a Basham. Oh, wait, what's much more than a Basham? Oh, you're the end time witness. Oh, wait, much more than the end time witness. We are, conf- we are to be predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son. So what does that mean? That means that we're going to be something that nobody can really understand yet. And anything that, that says, oh, you're no good, condemning spirit, um, I'm not going to finish this whole chapter, but it's basically like, don't you understand that God didn't even spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all? Like, 
God allowed Jesus to be crucified for us all, how much more will he not freely give us all things? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So it should be like you're dead to greed, you're dead to covetousness, then God gives you the flying time travel capable Lamborghini um, that is the helm of the fleet of X-Wing fighters. And uh, forget blown up Death Stars. What if you had a whole flotilla of Death Stars? <laughs> you could go around and just go go intimidate those Andromedans that are trying to invade our solar system. I mean, the possibilities are endless when you start thinking interstellar, how big God is and how big the gifts of God really are. But when it all comes down to it, it's just these little teeny weeny, you know, looks like the next guy next door, um, human bodies that we're in and the war for souls that is so precious. We don't even think about what we are and how precious one soul getting saved is and, and the magnitude of that and the, 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 just the implication of one child of God, because we're taught to hate ourselves and to not think, well, God can do anything through me. So then you just live your life like dog eat dog, you know, fighting for scraps of meat kind of style, which Unfortunately, I saw a lot of missionaries turn into that at the end of the children of God, when the whole group got shut down, people turned into ravenous wild beasts out there in Taiwan. But we're not like that, hopefully. And we're going to go through those visions of the Omega man with the nukes going off in the back and the demon in the cage with way higher superpowers than you can possibly. I mean, just imagine a battle tank and going through a, a, you know, a slum full of yucky, just craven looking creatures, beasts. And you are so equipped, like you don't have anything to fear in God. If you are, if you are equipped, I mean, now if you step out of the tank and you say, well, I don't believe in this tank and I don't believe in this shield no more. And why do I even need a sword? I mean, isn't it the 21st century? What's the sword going to do anyway? Then you might get torn down. Then you're in danger, boy. But if you have the vision and you stay in the word grounded in the gospel, not moved, not moved away from the hope of the gospel, we hope for that which we see not. You, you can go through faith, through hope, through this expectation. These are a lot of like mystery words. The creature that we become, the, the person in the spirit who we already are. And it's us, plural. We're, we're all joined together into this new Jerusalem, the bride of Christ. It's a mystery. But we are conformed to his image. And when you use the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as being fit together with him and you perform a deliverance or command a healing or just speak against the demonic onslaught of witchcraft that's coming against you, coming against uh, my friends here in Waynesville, you can expect to see God's hand work. Because you carry the authority, not because you were so holy and good that day, but you already carry that title. You can begin to operate in that. And then, you know what? Guess what? You're going to not want to live your life in a filthy way and, and, you know, in the drugs and the dredges and the iniquity and the abuse of this world. But then you have the freedom, essentially, to eat whatever you want, too. I mean, (laughs) but God said... Paul said, God spoke through Paul and he said, you know, meats for the belly and bellies for the meats, but God will destroy them both. Don't use this freedom for a cloak for sin to go and do whatever you want all the time and 
run around and sleep around and do all this kind of hanky panky. But the, what, what I've noticed with Christians is they're so sin focused and they're so like, Oh, I had a bad thought. Oh, I got to go discipline myself in the bathroom again for two days. Instead of I'm a victor, I'm an overcomer. I walk into the room, the devils tremble. I have power in Christ. There is such a, um, I've just noticed with Christians, especially in America, that they're so uninspired <laughs> and they're so unempowered. I'm like, gosh, white boy, you were walking around in China right now. You'd be like mobbed by Chinese begging you to come and teach English at their school or like come eat dinner at their house or just for being an American. It's, it's almost sad. <laughs> but, but here in America, people are like, oh, no, I'm nobody. Nobody loves me. I'm going to go eat some worms now. So hallelujah, guys. This has been, this has been fun to be able to just read the word and fellowship around the fire of God. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? You know, and backing up, you know, who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died. Yea, rather, that is risen again who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Or le Macron France guillotine for your geesey Americans that do not want to go and worship the beast. So, None of that can separate us from the love of Christ. For it is written, for they, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are accounted as sheep for the slaughter. Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded. Man, this is like really hard to stop. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life nor angels nor principalities nor powers nor things present nor things to come nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Boom, baby. You could do like the Michael Basham translation of this too. I am persuaded that neither clone, nor hybrid, nor gray reptilian, nor um, strange Andromedan hermaphrodites, She'll be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. There's a lot of different translations that I can make for that, especially this day and age. But the main thing is to keep the courage, keep the faith, keep your armor on. This is a daily thing. Again, I invite people to faithbucks.com. We've got so many faith-building talks on there that you can listen to for free. If if it annoys you to listen to us on Spreaker, you can also just... uh, Go to the browser thing and just click on it right in the browser. Place it right in the browser. Um, I've been a little bit inactive on like the YouTube department, video department, but we have been going live on Facebook, Michael Basham, and uh, I have an Instagram. We reach a few people on there. I look at the internet like I hate these platforms, but at least I might be able to reach one more soul if I just log into Twitter or log into, so we've got all the links to that stuff. Instagram, I think is Searfax. I think we got like 600 Twitters, uh, Searfax also. And um, just look up um, the, the spirit force podcast. And if you want to listen live, it's recommended that you get the Spreaker app because then you can comment. And there's a lot of people that like to comment 
and I'm recruiting more voices on there, more warriors. We need more voices, not less. We need more people to podcast, not less. We need more Omega Man shows, not less. We need just to be kind of crazy about this and just be like, look, you're recruited. You're recruited. You're recruited. Do you need a job? What are you doing? You get recruited. And I think that's what God does too. He's like, Hey, why are you standing around? Let's get some work going on here. You guys need to get to work. And then they're like, well, how much? And like, well, I'll pay you for a day's wage. And then we're going to see people coming in at the last second that got paid the same as the guy that woke up early and, and got his wage. Don't be a complainer. You know, God is, he's in charge and he can decide if I'm going to pay this guy that much or that guy this much. Don't be, don't be, uh, the thing God really hates is when people complain about little, little things like that. When he's like, look, all that I have is yours. Oh, son, that was not prodigal. My, my grandfather, John Basham has a teaching you can find on facebooks.com as well called the prodigal who stayed the prodigal who strayed and the prodigal prodigal who stayed both really good teachings by my grandpa. And you know, there's an aspect to the people that stayed home that you feel like, well, I never did anything bad. I never really rebelled that much. And, but then you complained when God had forgiveness on your brother who strayed, who came in at the last minute, who, you know, he killed the fattened calf and had a party. You know, that's the, that is a big thing is God really hates grumbling. And uh, I'm learning how to just, when I'm around people that do that, I just, I literally like, will just leave the premises because if you are around people, people will rub off of you. If they'll rub off on you, that if you are around people who live in darkness about certain things, then you can begin to, uh, bring in that darkness. Like it says, make no, do not make friends with the furious man, lest you learn his ways. You know, a lot of these other sins, it's likewise, it's an aura almost, if you can use that term, it's like a light wavelength of a dark gray spirit that accompanies some of these different, um, the grumbling spirit, the angry spirit, the depressed spirit, the uh, just the, the spirit of despair. These are all enemy frequencies. These are all enemy arrows from his army. What are the fruits of the spirit? The light of God, you will see accompanied by the love, the peace, the joy, the, the patience, the long suffering, all of those. So the fruits of the spirit is what we want to tap into every single day. We need to check ourselves, make sure we're living in, self-control, um, all the, the, the beautiful things that if you're a spiritual person, and believe me, witches, they're going to notice. They're able to see sometimes into those realms. And when they see that you are walking in light and you walk up to some new age crystal shop or whatever, and I always call it Operation Love Bomb. You just, you're not even like they're trying to tell them like, hey, I'm a Christian. Why are you a witch? No, you just go up and you love bomb. You see somebody dressed in drag, you don't go up to them and start yelling at them and be like, you freaking tranny. You just love bomb. Let God do the rest. And a lot of those, by the way, a lot of the trans people are witches. So you almost get two for one right there. You just love bomb the liberals, love bomb the Trump haters and love bomb the people that are going to be persecuting you for righteousness sake for great is your reward in heaven for likewise, they did so to the prophets. And when you start to live that life, you start to 
realize that actually a lot of the QAnon Trump supporting kind of the, they're the fakey misusing Romans chapter 13 to make people worship government and think that, well, trust the plan. And if you start to live in Matthew chapter five, six, and seven, which is the Beatitudes, which very rarely will you see anybody actually preach a sermon on this. Well, not in the mainstream church anyway, but blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness for they shall be filled starting on verse six. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness sake for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. That's a really good promise right there. Hey Lord, I feel like they're persecuting me for righteousness sake. You got a word for me. And the Lord might tell you, Yours is the kingdom of heaven. What? That's such a big promise, God. Well, I better check a Bible verse about that. Well, man, if you knew your Bible, you'd read, if you are persecuted for righteousness sake, the kingdom of heaven belongs to you. How about that for a delusion of grandeur? Rejoice and be exceedingly glad when you are, when blessed are you when men shall revile you, persecute you, shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. You know, uh, independent fact checkers have figured out that you are a hater. Well, blessed are you if it's for Jesus' sake. Rejoice and be exceedingly glad, for great is your reward in heaven. For so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. You know, you are the salt of the earth. It goes on. We've got to read these words on a daily basis, not on a monthly basis, even on an hourly basis. It says to bind the word around your neck, on your forehead, you know, bathroom window. I think it's in uh, Third Temptations, verse 12, chapter 6, that thou shalt write Bible scriptures and tape them to your bathroom window, so that when thou shalt brush thy teeth, thou shalt see the words before thee. I think think that's Second Temptations, if not First Temptations, one of those. Um, These are really important because people right now are getting sucked into the internet of the Bible, and they're losing the actual foundational love of the scriptures and the memorizing of the scriptures. And uh, you're, you're hearing me read the King James version. Um, I don't mind when people use other versions. I just kind of get lost sometimes when I'm listening to people read the other versions. Cause like, uh, this is the one that I've memorized and this is the one that everybody memorizes. And it's, a, it's almost its own language when we speak in the King James that, um, it's like an imprint and also it's not copyright. So you can use it and um, write books with it and not have to pay, you know, the North American standard uh, weirdo version. So praise God. Um, Shannon, are you still there? I'm just making sure that I uh, didn't lose you brother. Oh, good. I always have this fear that like I'm recording and then it's like (laughs) on mute the whole time. (laughs) Well, the angels heard it. (laughs) I, had, I uh, really appreciate uh, the time that you gave me today. Hey, and this is really an I honor. Had a good time with you today. Uh, it's a good talk here. You made some great points. And um, I do praise God for his preserved word. Um, I'm looking to um, dig deeper into the word of God than ever before. You know, God's God's word is, is our lifeline. And it's going to get us through the days ahead. And uh, praise God for his word. Um, I want to thank you for coming on today, my friend. 
Before we close, Brother Michael, tell people how they can reach you and how they can support your ministry. And thank you for coming on. Yes, sir. Thank you so much, Shannon. And don't forget to remind people to also support OmegaManRadio.com in whatever way possible. I know that um, things were getting pretty scary there a little, little while ago. And just the idea that, you know, all of this is, it could be taken away. It could be stopped at any moment. Um, even if we weren't banned, the enemy uses every single possible thing, health emergencies, business emergencies, you name it, internet censorship to try to silence these very vital um, lines of communication. So uh, yeah, so facebooks.com, um, I've got a PayPal on there, spiritforce01 at gmail.com. I really appreciate uh, some of the donations that we've got. We try to pay all of that forward. Um, there's just, there's, again, there's an economy of God coming forward. And, um, I even got Zelly and Cash App going out, almost Cash App, but Zelly, we finally got that going. I got to find where I wrote that down, but, um, we're, we're just, you know, running around like a one-legged man in a butt kicking contest and, uh, showing up here to kick butt and chew bubble gum and I'm all out of bubble gum. So that's our day every day and, and victories and, and some tragedies. But look, if you've got trauma in your life, I know, I feel you. We're going to get Jonathan Soto on Spirit Force. He wants to do a daily broadcast with us now. Pray for him. He's been through a lot. So I'm a Marine vet, people that understand PTSD, putting forth their testimony on a daily basis. We've got Holly Baglio, baptized by Russ Dizdar, former super soldier, just hilarious uh, to listen to. Really great shows on Spirit Force as well. And and maybe you want to come and join us too. I mean, I don't have time to host like Omega Man does, but I love getting other people on and, and helping to um, to promote your voice. So we appreciate you guys so much, and thank you, Shannon. And just keep on fighting for Jesus. Any updates on your situation there? Are you getting uh, the donations that you need to to keep this going for for another millennia? You know, I um, I believe that God is going to bring a breakthrough. And uh, what I'm going to do is um, we're here through Tuesday, which is tomorrow. We're going to be down a few days for Thanksgiving. We'll be back next Monday. Um, And we're going to conclude the program November 30th. I'm going to take off December. And I've got a couple projects I want to work work on. Um, It's time to create a tent company. You know, Paul did it. I've done it my whole life until Omega Man, when the Lord pulled everything away from me and told me to do this full time but I've been praying now for a long time ask his permission to uh, start back up an entrepreneurial pursuit now I'm still going to work on the the book I want to get that done uh, in 30 days I'm going to put out a booklet on uh, break your generational curse but I think God is going to give me um, the ability to start a business back up and uh, that should be able support the family abroad and um still be able to do the program so we're going to be down the month of December we will be back January 1 I'm coming back with a new schedule the plan right now is uh, do one program during the day uh, in the a.m. 10 a.m. but then come back and do night times uh, 7 to 10 so that's a schedule I feel peace in my spirit God's going to work something out Um, I'm thinking we're also going to do a thing called the Omega Man Vault now, I just want to clarify, uh, folks, if you're not going over to the website, you're missing out 
on some great stuff. Michael's right. We got some. We got a great catalog of shows we've done over the years. In fact, I was listening to one today as I was cutting it, and I said, "Man, I forgot all about that." Um, but it's it was buried in you know ten thousand six hundred catalog of shows. So what we're doing, Michael, is I'm continuing with season thirteen, which we're in right now. We upload those every day to Podbean, and then I'm remastering uh, two of the reloaded shows, which is what I call the back catalog, and releasing them every day. Just put up a great one with Dr. Pat Holiday today. Um, nice. Who else did I have up there? I forget. Oh, we had uh, Denise Matthews, formerly known as Vandy, up there. Re- putting these up okay. there so you can get all the new stuff plus two of the archives uh, all for free. Okay. Of course, people can tune in for free. There's no charge. But what I'm going to do, I think, is uh, for anybody who supports the program at any amount, $5 a month, whatever you can afford, very soon you're going to get a link from me, which is going to have a, a link to the, to the vault. And that's where I'm going to begin just to upload uh, massive numbers of these shows, get them back up there, and we'll put a full catalog out soon so you can kind of find have a map to navigating the the archive and um, that's for any support of the program so people can still listen for free but if you would and still get two of the archives per day but if someone wants to get access to the full catalog hey just come on board whatever you can afford that'll help us uh, fuel the show and um, no obligation to do that if you don't want to uh, we have a lot of people who don't support and then listen to the program and you're welcome um, but really my goal is uh, to build a tent company again. I think I'm going to do the herbal supplements. I've got several products already mapped out on a piece of paper. As God gives me a little bit of resource, I'm going to pull the trigger and just start making them. Now, that's if the economy holds up. And I'm I'm believing the Lord, you know, we're going to have a respite. I, I for one, don't want to go back down into a blasted lockdown again. How depressing that is. You know, come on. We've got some things to do. We need some freedom to, to travel to do it in this world, you know. Um, so I'm, I'm hoping to generate a full-time income off the herbal supplement. And then uh, that takes care of our abilities uh, to, you know, survive over here. And then anything that comes into a Mega Man, we just want to put back in a ministry. What I really want to do, Michael, is I want to fund um, Schools of Deliverance. Uh, with, oh. with Joseph Jasinski. He wants to do Japan, Taiwan, um, not ta- I'm sorry, not Taiwan, Japan, South Korea, Okinawa, Taiwan, I think he should do too, though, of course, England. He's ready to go. He just needs the finances to do it. If I have the finances, I'll send him. Um, I would like to do some, some conferences, bring people in, and do um, a program a month out of Atlanta. We've got the location to do it. I just have to pay for people's airfare and bring them down and give them a love offering. Uh, what I also want to do is I want to do a one-hour power evangelism TV broadcast. One hour of preaching the gospel with signs that follow. Not a half-hour show. There's not enough time. One hour, even a two-hour special. You remember how Billy Graham did his specials? And he would do them periodically and come into a city and they would buy TV time? We could do that if we've got the money. So these are just some things I put before the Lord. Now, we shall see what he approves and what he doesn't. But um, I think I have a, I'm feeling peace that he's going to let me move out and do some of these things to, to raise some income uh, because with, with enough finances, we could fuel these things. And 
That's what I want to do. I just want to do ministry. It takes takes resources to do it. If he allows me to do it, we'll do it. If not, then um, then we don't. But you know, without a vision, we shall perish. It's like um, I'm planning well, you, to. You and I need to talk sometimes because we can share notes. And you know, Derek Prince Ministries likes to give away books for free. Uh, oh. you didn't hear that from me. <clears throat> you know, all that kind of stuff. Like instead of everybody trying to do it all themselves. Shoot. You know, like. I mean, gosh, like if we had Omega Man Deliverance shows going on and then we somehow got that into the ears of some of the Derek Prince uh, financial uh, people that found out like, wow, you're you're connecting up with that. Like, of course, not to like dip into their pool of resources, but I'm just saying there is a lot of dipping into the pools of each other's resources that that we should be thinking in terms of the. um the international network of missionary operations that which has always been my vision and i've i've been to different countries i've seen how that can flourish always with a shoestring budget you know you don't need that as much money as you think just to change somebody's life and go on a mission trip or do a do a project but um but we do need to start somewhere so um very true don't let lucy but uh is there a way that we can give like monthly via paypal do you have that set up already Sure, if someone would like to support with uh, PayPal, just go to my website, omegamanradio.com. We've got a PayPal link there. Um, speaking of Derek Prince Ministries, you know, they really blessed me. When I first came here, uh, I told Jim Croft I was looking for anything in Bahasa. And he said, I'm going to give you an, a phone number, or an email rather. And I contacted the email, told them what I wanted. They sent me, DPM did, two cases of books over here. We gave them away um, for free in Bahasa. What an awesome ministry Derek Prince Ministries is. I wanted to mention something, though, while we're on the phone before I forget. Um, Somewhere on YouTube, there's a set of 30 videos that Derek Prince did. And it's basically uh, foundational truths for Christian living based on the book that he did. And, you know, something that would be kind of cool. Derek Prince Ministries should consider... Uh, publicizing that course. And for anybody that mm-hmm. goes through it, takes the free course, they get a, a certificate from DPM. You know, it's like um, wow. uh, home Bible college. You know? It is. What greater teacher do we have than Derek Prince? I mean, you know, I would value well, an this education. This is the kind of ideas that Derek Prince Ministries is in the process of handing the baton to the next generation, and they are... Uh, they're really good people. They're really cool. Oh, they're yeah. they're really open minded to like new things. So, you know, once that once that is complete, because you know, I mean, Jim Croft, he's he's getting up there in years, and some of the other people on the board, and you know, their their ways of thinking are still like, God bless them. But I mean, it's it's a new generation now that needs this like new. It's like watching a um, a new Captain Kirk series, like uh, Star Trek. Outer Worlds or New Frontiers or whatever that new show is, like totally new cast, but kind of keeping that flavor of the old Star Trek, and that's kind of how I look at Derek Prince Ministries right now. It's like they've got like a new Captain Kirk. He's even got a British accent. It's pretty cool. You know, I'll say <laughs> you know something to got, you. Man, I, you know. I heard so. uh, Derek would preach a message and didn't like it. He thought he could do better. Well, uh, when did he ever screw up? I never heard it. And so he would put it on a cassette, and then he would do another one later. How many of those does he have um, on a particular topic where the truth of it is no one preaches the same message identically? There's always something you'll hear in one that 
Maybe they don't mention another one. Uh, my my thinking right. is they should go back and anything they've got, release it. Uh, in fact, I've seen some somebody uh, put an old Derek Prince video. It must have been his early ministry in the 60s. And he was yeah. uh, teaching up on a chalkboard. And you could tell it was different from some of the stuff he released in the 80s and 90s. I mean, this was like first generation. And I thought, how cool is wow. this? I wonder how much more there is in the archive of stuff that we've never seen yeah. before. Because you go to the website, you know, there's there's 600 audios officially and I think 300 hours of video. But, I mean, this guy preached for 60 years. I bet there's all kinds of stuff that's unreleased, not to mention more exorcisms and mass deliverances. And then before I shut up, you got to get some of your granddad's books uh, brought back and put them into Kindle. Uh, yes, yes. That's one of the top things. I'm about to go to my cousin's Airbnb and we're going to be discussing that absolutely if you can get a copy of a book that's not digitized you can pay someone a hundred bucks on upwork to transcribe it for you i've seen them that cheap you got to proofread it and then of course with that you can turn it into a kindle and then you know heck i could be reading don basham's deliverance from evil on my uh ipad um anywhere in the world so I would say the same thing about your grandfather. I wonder if in their Indiana Jones archives, if there's not videos in there of your granddad preaching. I mean, you've got a great there archive. Are. You put there are there are all audio. kinds of videos like that. I mean, dude, yes, I've seen them, dude. It's definitely like the Indiana Jones archives, and we're uh, we have more in in my uh, in my possession as well that just are waiting for the sufficient technology time sit down video cassette i gotta buy the chip to like transfer the videos to the computer okay and then upload it just, i mean it took me a whole summer just to get those tapes that are already on facebook.com oh, done did a by hand job. and this is the thing the Bassin family has been so under attack like everybody's just in like survival mode with kids hey i thought you guys got some clothes on it's too cold in here Rock and to, roll party, dude! All right. We're training up the next generation, my brother. <laughs> we love you over there, and keep up the good work. You're doing a fantastic job. Faithbucks.com, is that the main website? Yes, sir. Thank you so much for uh, having us on. As always, it's a huge honor and pleasure, and these are the, the kids are just kind of leading us all, leading us out of the show. Hey, um, to, to one thing before you go. You like, you like me on regular radio? Yeah! <laughs> okay. Happy Thanksgiving exactly to you, brother. Thing. We love you. We love you too. Thank you so much. Be God in bless. touch. Thank you. All right. Bye. That was Michael Basham, great man of God. Check out his network. They've got great interviews over there. In fact, they've got, um, as he mentioned, um, uh, his name is Bryant, Reverend Bryant. I forget his first name who was involved with the uh, case regarding um, Anton LaVey. They went to battle against him. Ended in Anton LaVey's death, according to the uh, the testimony. Well, uh, praise God. Uh, Mega Man is going to continue into 2024. Um, I'm not quitting. I'm not throwing in the towel. Um, we're going to improve on the schedule. Uh, try to bring back a demon hotline nightly. The word... And three guests today. Again, three guests today, a hotline, and the word, what more could we do? And then that catalog, 
I'm going to put together hopefully in the next week or so and publish it on the website to where you'll get a list by episode number of the of the guest speaker um, and be able to sort on a guest speaker. That'd be cool. I guess I would need to put it in a spreadsheet to do that, to sort by guest speaker. In terms of the, um, the actual audios, we've got the server uh, in Malaysia. I went ahead and registered that. I've started to make a monthly payment on that. That's a good investment. So we'll have an uh, archive that sits outside of um, some of the sensors jurisdictions, and we can put everything up there. In case everything else goes down, we've got a uh, offshore server with all the pro- all the audios, and I'm going to begin to really um, work to get them all put up there. So again, this will be. Um, something I'm going to send a password out to anybody who's supporting the program on a monthly basis for whatever amount. You'll be able to get over there and just dig in. It'll be a smorgasbord of Omega Man Radio. And even if you don't want to support the program, you can still get all the current shows, and I'm going to upload two of the reloaded programs per day, just like I just did today. That's why you want to be subscribed to Podbean. Go over there, podbean.com, you get the app. Um, you can get all these programs we're uploading you can listen to them not only on Podbean but about 11 or 12 other platforms and um, help yourself to them Omega Man Omega Man excuse me Radio.com is our website we'll see you back hopefully tonight I'm trying to confirm our guest if he confirms we'll be back at 8pm Eastern and uh, God richly bless you thank you for tuning in today um Baby Jemima turns two tomorrow. I turn 54 on Wednesday. So this is a birthday celebration week. And then uh, Thanksgiving Thursday. It's going to be a great week of celebration. Uh, Hopefully, you'll be able to spend it with some loved ones out there. I don't know that I can find a turkey. um, But I'm probably going to settle on like a rotisserie chicken. It's just, it's it's all bird, right? (laughs) But if you get some real turkey, that's always good. I've got to find some stovetop stuffer stuffing. Sometimes the stores here carry that. If I can get that, I don't even need turkey. I'll just eat stuffing and some mashed potatoes and gravy. Now, have I given up the diet? No, no, no. I've been on that diet now five weeks, and I've just eaten chicken and beef. But I am going to allow myself a cheat day. Thanksgiving only comes once a year, so I plan to just uh, take a break. Thanksgiving Day, then go back to the diet. Diet is working. More details on the remake diet coming forth soon. Uh, It's a hard diet, but there are benefits. You will lose weight on it. And um, I'm seeing my waist shrink for the first time in a while. I'm excited about that. Uh, Get into fighting shape again. Who knows, we might even do some traveling uh, to the mission fields of um, Japan next year Okinawa I've got the invite to go just might go we'll see how it works hopefully the borders stay open love you all out there again if you want to contact me you can find me on my website omegamanradio.com let me get these audios up that we did today thank you for tuning in and uh, shouts out to Maria Mags uh, who else sister and Lisa everybody out there love you all God bless thank you for tuning in